0: Listener production. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry
1: Christmas! Wait, what's the thing from Cheers? Cheers? From Schitt's Creek. Ding! Dong! Ding! Dong! Ding!
2: ding. Dong! On, on the, the first day of Christmas, Christmas my true love gave to me the keys to a Lamborghini. Lamborghini.
0: Ha ha! Deck the halls with
1: boughs of holly. What's the rest? I
2: can't remember. We promised we'd learn it.
1: I can't remember the rest. Anyway, yay, Merry Christmas. All of you are either at your family's places or on your way to family's places, or Mm -hmm. if you don't celebrate Christmas today, you're just going to order in and watch TV, which is kind of a little bit of what I'm doing today. Mm. So we're recording this. What's the date today?
2: The 20th.
1: We recorded this on the 20th. um, And on Christmas Day, I'll actually be alone. Mm. Well, only for a few hours. So because my sister and her kids are Muslim, we celebrate non-denominational gifts and lunch day Mm. on Christmas Eve um, because the kids do what is their version of Christmas called Eid Mm. earlier in the year. So we do Gefunch Day on Christmas Eve and then on Christmas Eve night I'm flying home because Caleb has to work on Christmas Day mm. at, um, uh, what is he, who does he work for? Oh, God, I should know this. The Sun Herald. The Sun Herald. Sun in Herald
2: or is he on Sky?
1: Oh, no, it, what, he's doing one. journalists. Yeah, yeah, journalism things. Um, so he has to work on Christmas Day. So I'm flying home Christmas Eve so that he won't be by himself mm. on Christmas Day. So he'll go to work and I'll stay home and I'm meant to be preparing a lovely Christmas dinner, but let's be honest, I'll probably just get a bit pissed and then ask if we can order in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you when we come back in the new year if I actually ended up making Christmas dinner.
2: The goal is a turducken, no?
1: Yeah, I bought mm. a turducken. I got a turducken from Aldi. And so as long as it defrosts on time, I can just chuck it in the oven, I guess. Mm-hmm. What are you? Where will you be on Christmas Day?
2: I really don't know because, you know, I think we've all sort of come to terms right now with the fact mm. that we could end up catching the Omicron variant, um, in which case then I might be isolated. Who knows? Um, yes, I'm not... very,
1: I'm being very like optimistic that mm. I'll even get home to see Caleb on Christmas Day. Who knows?
2: Yeah. Um, It is a reality. And obviously, we're going to be really, really safe and very sensible. Um, So I'm going to be taking my first ever COVID test in the next couple of days just to make sure that I'm safe to be seeing my family members. Hopefully, I will be able to. And in that case, we will be drinking champagne, doing our blind champagne tasting competitions that we do. Um, And I'll end up posting about that on the socials on instagram <laughs> if we do do that no doubt because we love to share our findings what are the best champagnes mm. of the year um and look if i end up having to go into a little bit of isolation um then we'll just put that off for another couple of weeks <laughs> um and uh, the
1: the wine tasting not the, the isolation the wine tasting
2: yes. not the isolation yes we'll put off the um the blind tasting for a little bit um but yeah it'll only be a, a small group of us we really don't make a big fuss out mm. of Christmas at all, but it's just so nice to relax together and have this fun alcohol-based game to play. It's like a classy drinking game <laughs> for grown-ups.
1: Sounds like heaven. Yeah. Well, whatever you and yours are doing today, we just thought we should uh, get you to revisit Jacob's Santa episode mm. from last year, which was amazing. And We thought about doing something new this year, but then we were like, this episode is so good. Mm. And if you listened last year, you've probably forgotten. So listen again. If you've got racist or anti-vax relatives annoying you, just go for a little walk. You
2: need a little break? It's a great palate cleanser.
1: It is a great palate cleanser. So here is Jacob's episode all about just the gist of Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Okay. Okay. Bye, guys.
0: Bye.
1: All right. Let's hear it. Santa.
2: Yes. Okay. So, for a lot of people, they probably have the same sort of mindset that I had that, oh, yeah, Santa Claus is uh, evolution of St. Nicholas, mm-hmm. jolly old St. Nicholas. And I th- kind of thought that the story began and ended there. Mm. Um, it wasn't until I started researching this that I realized there's so much more to it.
1: I'm going to cut you off to do something really important right now. What? Frame this bottle of bird in hand in the camera. <laughs> Hashtag bird in hand.
2: Oh, I knew this episode was going to be loose, but family golly.
1: celebrations. <laughs> okay, you may continue. <laughs> Thank
2: you. <laughs> uh, so, Saint Nicholas. It seems that he was actually a real man who lived oh. in the real world. Well, yeah. was
1: he a saint? Yes. Ah. Oh. Yeah. What was his power? His special power, his special thing that
2: he did. I'll get into telling you the stories, oh, okay. but, um, I mean, he seems to be a bit of an evolution of some of the ancient gods. I just asked because I'm like, gods. is it
1: to do with presents or something? Is that why they... He's we'll associated get.
2: with presents, we'll with kids, and also with the ocean. He can control the seas. Ah. Yeah. Mm, real hmm. powerful. So there were contemporary records of him existing at the time, just like boring mm. records of meetings that he was at when he was part of the clergy. Um, so
1: a man... Part of the clergy whose special thing is presents and kids. <laughs> it's already problematic. <laughs> oh <Uh-oh. laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be rude Catholic church, but you got the best reputation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'm just gonna leave that there. <laughs> He was born around 270 AD, so very, very early days of the Christian church and the place where he was born, it's now part of Turkey. Okay. And his parents were Greek and... no one actually wrote a biography of him until 500 years later. So Mm. you can imagine how embellished the story became over those 500 years, because once someone actually wrote his story down at that point, there was already a very well-established cult to St. Nicholas. There were Mm -hmm. thousands of people across Europe who were already worshiping him because he had such a special set of powers, but it all just been passed down through oral tradition. And of course the stories get more and more and more fabulous over time. Um, there were more than a thousand saints at that point Mm. but he was one of like the top five most popular in terms of saints that people would pray to because of the fact that he was super powerful and of course he was also super generous Mm. and that was one of the things that people appreciated the most okay so the legend of saint nicholas Mm. um starts from the day that he was born and his parents were very wealthy and they were very, very pious, but they'd had to pray and pray and pray to God to give them a child because they were having real difficulty conceiving. Yeah. God finally agreed because they had been pious and mm. um, diligent enough in their prayers, and they, he decided, I'll give you a child, but that child is going to live his life in servitude to me. So,
1: What a generous God he yes. is.
2: Yeah, Admirable in so many ways. Yes, yeah, so selfless. So Nicholas was born and he was very, very holy from the moment that he was born. They baptised him on the day that he was born and he just stood up fully erect <laughs> in the a little, little baby. bird bath. A little baby just stood up for three hours in tribute to the holy trinity.
1: Okay. You know what I just imagined? <laughs> Remember that giant baby earlier this year that yeah. looked like a baby because it was, had a bald head, but it was actually like a three-year-old and it freaked everyone out because it looked like a freak baby that yeah. could stand up. Mm. That's what I'm imagining. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: So this was one of the first sort of miraculous things that he did, not counted amongst his miracles, but this is one of the first it was signs that he was so divine and so special.
1: Like a giraffe. You know how they just fall out of the vag and get up? Up they jump. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, oh, exactly.
2: Okay. <laughs> giraffe boy. <laughs> 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 Standing in the little bird bath where yeah. they do the baptism. <laughs> um and from the day he was born as well, he refused to breastfeed on Wednesdays and Fridays because those were the fast days. And so he wanted to make sure that he'd live his entire life following the doctrine that you do not eat on Wednesdays the or Fridays The baby made at that all. choice. The baby made that call. Ah, he ah. also decided he was only going to drink from his mother's right breast because one day he would stand on the right-hand side of God. And... This is how sort of fabulous the story was From the very Mm -hmm. beginning Mm -hmm. about him They named him Nicholas after his uncle Who was a bishop Mm. And when his parents died While he was still quite young He went to live with his uncle Which he was quite pleased about Because that meant that he could immediately start Studying and serving Mm. the church um, Without wasting any time Mm. From a very young age He was always very serious and very somber And he never once looked a woman in the face because that would have been too disrespectful well, to... <laughs> Jacob,
1: what if she had her period? <laughs> He'd probably get cursed and die.
2: <laughs> Magic, this is the last time you get to publish <laughs>
1: that. <laughs> this year. Oh, you'll uh, definitely work it yeah. into the New Year's special, yeah, I'm sure. definitely. I will, I will. Mm. Several times, I'm sure.
2: He inherited all of his parents' wealth. Though, and he started giving it away to all the Christians in need that he could identify
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, Because like I said, he was very, very generous The biggest story that's associated with him to demonstrate his generosity That has had a very big influence on Christmas tradition Yeah Was the story of the three sisters And there are a few different variations on this story But mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the most common one that I read Okay So, Nicholas had heard of a local man who had once upon a time been very wealthy, but he'd blown it all on bad investments and on gambling. Mm. And so, of course, his only option was to turn his house into a brothel and put his three (laughs) daughters to work as Mm. sex workers. Of course. No alternative available to him. And Nicholas wouldn't hear of this because these were good Christian virgins and they, of course, deserved the much more respectable fate as being sold off his property to a husband. Yes,
1: obviously. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, So he had to step in and help them. But, of course, the worst thing that he could do would be to damage the father's pride by giving him the money directly. That would have harmed the father's ego. And so Nicholas... and
1: their ego. Yeah.
2: (laughs) He had to come up with an alternative
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and so
2: late one night he snuck up to the window of their house and he threw a bag of gold coins (laughs) through the window. (laughs) And of course, the bag of coins landed in the eldest daughter's shoe Mm -hmm. that had been left out for the night. And the next day, the father, Pimp Daddy, woke up and went downstairs and he found the gold and decided that it had to be a gift from God because, lo and behold, it was exactly the amount of money that he needed to buy his eldest daughter a husband. Men are Using so that money stupid. as a dowry.
1: Men are so stupid. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right.
2: <laughs> uh, anyway, then the very next day, he used the money as a dowry and mm-hmm. set the girl up in a property exchange to become a wife. And... Mm-hmm. Um, Nicholas was very pleased by this because it was exactly the outcome that he was hoping he was going to get. And Mm -hmm. so he returned the following night and did the same thing once again. Another bag of gold thrown through the window, Mm -hmm. landed in the shoe of the second eldest daughter. Yeah. And so then Pimp Daddy was able to sell his second daughter off Mm -hmm. the next day. Then Nicholas decided, I'm two for two. I'm going to go for the trifecta and let's see if we can't get the third daughter. But... Pimp Daddy decided he was going to wait up all night to find out who it was that was acting on God's behalf and throwing these gold coins through oh, the window.
1: I thought he was going to wait up to, like, talk to God. Like, God <laughs> was just dropping it off.
2: <laughs> He'd figured that there yeah. was someone working on God's behalf.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, Nicholas didn't want to be caught because mm-hmm. he wanted God to get all the credit mm-hmm. and he didn't want any of the glory himself. And he also didn't want to damage the Father's pride. So this time... He threw the gold up and into the chimney. the chimney. Down it came. And what did it land in? A stocking that had been <gasps> hung up by the chimney to
1: dry. So the tradition of Christmas gift giving from Santa mm-hmm. started with Pimping women out,
2: <laughs> preventing pimping of women.
1: But it's the same thing. You're you're pimping. Just because a marriage certificate is involved doesn't mean you're not selling them to a man. Yeah.
2: Either way, women are property
1: here. Yes, yes. gotcha. Excellent. Mm. Good. Okay. Yeah. Love history. <laughs> It's so gross, love the the equal gender dynamics of history, don't you?
2: This is just a commonly accepted story, yes, okay. across all of Europe mm-hmm. and areas in the Middle East for centuries. Um, But it's just interesting to know that this is where we get chimneys as part of the story Mm, and stockings as part of the story and anonymous gift-giving as part of the story. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, now you get, like, a lush bath bomb and you have no idea that it started when (laughs) men were selling their daughters. (laughs)
2: Uh, The thing that I find weirdest as well is that Nicholas didn't want anyone to know about this because he didn't want to take any of the glory.
1: Yeah, like, you... You don't want to damage a man's pride. Mm. The most important thing is making those women sleep with men they don't want (laughs) as long as the father feels like he's maintained his dignity. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes, correct. Yes. My question, though, is then how do we know about the story if Nicholas didn't then go and tell anybody, (laughs) right? (laughs)
1: Ah, Yes. He would have told everyone. (laughs) Yeah. What a douche. Yeah. Santa sucks already
2: Yeah Oh The next thing that he then does Is one of the things That you and I find Most insufferable Rich kid With a trust fund What does he go and do? Decide to slum it With the poor For a couple of of years Yeah So he goes and lives With the poor people In a place called Mira Where he can just live Totally anonymously And just Mm -hmm. immerse himself With the poverty stricken people That are there It's nice
1: to just Dip your toe into poverty When you Mm. know you can just Pull yourself out Pull yourself out Whenever you want Yeah It's nice Fun Oh it's like Exciting adventure (laughs) Being poor
2: Yeah (laughs) Like a safari Yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
2: Anyway He did so much Good holy stuff While he was there Slumming Mm. it As a, a Fake poor That they ended up Making him bishop Of the place Um, And then, of course, he goes on to become canonized as a saint. So he has to perform some actual miracles before that can happen. Yeah. Like I said, there were a couple of times that he demonstrated that he could control the sea and he could just calm storms by praying at them. Sure. So that was pretty impressive. Okay. Um, He also demonstrated a few times that he could bring people back from the dead. Mm hmm In particular, the most famous instance, and this is what gets him associated with children, makes him the patron saint of kiddies. Yeah. He once went to visit a town that was experiencing this really terrible famine because he wanted to help with feeding the poor and caring for the hungry. And he'd heard that three young boys had recently gone missing and that their parents were super distraught about it. And he was determined to help as soon as he'd had the opportunity to pray on the matter and seek some answers from God. So he headed back to his hotel. Mm. On the way, he stopped at a butcher so that he could buy some ham and immediately, when he walked in the door of the butcher, he had a vision from God that told him what had happened to the kids. The butcher had kidnapped and murdered no. the three little boys. No. And then he'd cut them up into little pieces and he'd pickled them and was going to sell them off as ham to people.
1: Ugh! Oh, no, is this why we eat ham at Christmas? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I made that association as well.
1: <laughs> I bet it so is. Gross. Ew. <gasps> oh.
2: Anyway, the butcher was trying to sell the kids Asham to Nicholas. He got this vision and said, open up that barrel immediately. And the butcher opened it up. And when he did, inside were the chopped up bodies of these little boys oh. soaking in brine. And so Nicholas just walked up to it and he made the sign of the cross and instantly the boys' bodies were restored and they were brought back <laughs> to
1: life. <laughs> like, like in Terminator <laughs> yes, 2. exactly. The body just went. It's <laughs> <laughs> back together.
2: And back together. Yes. Oh, Okay. So one of the most famous images of St. Nicholas is he's standing there performing the sign of the cross and Mm. in the barrel in front of him are these three naked little kitties (laughs) that have just been reassembled.
0: We're
2: back! But how many people had come in to buy ham that day before St. Nicholas got there? Some of them had to be missing some bits.
1: Absolutely feel like that is why we eat ham on Christmas. It must be. (laughs) It must have got convoluted down the line and that, is now the thing that we do.
2: Oh, Think about that, everyone, while you're chewing on the pork crackling.
1: Ah, see. Well, we don't have pork or ham or anything on Gefunch Day because in Islam you don't eat um, pig products. So mm. I'm safe. And <laughs> <laughs> you're a vegan. You're an insufferable vegan. Yeah. So
2: Neither of us are eating kitties this yeah, Christmas. we're not eating
1: kitty ham.
2: Mm. So from that point on, that's how he became the patron saint of children as well as of Giving and being generous to your neighbor mm-hmm. After he died in his 70s He kept doing miracles Because that's what saints have to do right. You have to still be able to um, Perform incredible things Even though you've departed from the planet Yeah. Even today you can go to visit his shrine In Italy and there's also another one In Turkey And you can buy all sorts of merchandise While you're there oh, from really? the store, Including yes And I can't verify how true this is or not it seems that his bones do ooze a really, really strange liquid, and you can buy some of that liquid, which is oh, called mana.
1: what Nonsense! It's probably just a, you know, a what do you call it when a, a concrete has a, a moisture problem? Yeah, something. You know, those lines.
2: condensations <laughs> yeah. coming through it somehow. I bet
1: everybody who buys that ends up with asbestos. <laughs> like, <I> bet, <laughs> <laughs> but it's dodgy as f. <laughs>
2: <laughs> e. coli at yeah, the very least. At the very least.
1: least.
2: Yeah. Um anyway, it's one of the holiest things that you can buy. Sure. The important thing to note is that the feast day of St. Nicholas was then observed every year on the 6th of December, and it was the biggest party on the calendar for Mm -hmm. the year. People loved St. Nicholas so much, and that was the time of year when people would give gifts and have a really massive blowout feast. And the kids got to have a really good time as well because the kids would get to dress up as bishops, and that was This huge celebration that kept going for quite a long time until the Protestant Reformation came along. Yes. And in the Protestant Reformation, um, Martin Luther had some big issues with the Catholic Church. Believe it or not, he thought it was a bit corrupt. (laughs) And so he felt that he needed to step in and make some positive changes, including we need to stop worshipping the saints because they're getting more attention than Jesus and God.
1: Is this where, and I'm sure you're going to tell us, But is this where, like, um, the church kind of took weird Catholic beliefs that they didn't like and weird pagan beliefs that people were celebrating and kind of mushed them all together and were like, okay, here you go. We don't want you to do that, but here's a consolation prize. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, but pretty much as they'd been going and colonizing all sorts of different countries around the world, they had just been melding their local traditions with, Christian traditions, the Mm. issue when we get into talking about the Reformation was just that they were worshipping saints on a lot of those holy days that the pagans worshipped as opposed to worshipping Jesus and God.
1: Ah, okay. Because it's just like all the people who believe in Jesus and God believe in it in slightly different ways and they're all like, you're doing it wrong, do it our way. Yeah. And then they kill each other. Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah, which is obviously...
1: On board, up to A really speed. A logical way yep. to approach
2: religion. <laughs> just before I get into this, some of the details about Reformation and the impact that that had, I just want to talk about the fact that the Dutch really, really loved St. Nicholas. Of mm. all the different countries around the world, it was the Dutch that wrapped their arms around him in the biggest way and they called him Sinterklaas. Yeah,
1: Sinterklaas, yes. which I know from The Office, <laughs> yeah. from Dwight Schrute.
2: You also know Belschnickel. Yeah, Belschnickel. Yes. Yeah. He was actually a real character. Yeah,
1: I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Sinterklaas.
2: So So
1: when the Dutch were celebrating Sinterklaas, mm-hmm. was that because they were they were Catholic? They were celebrating yep. Saint Nicholas. Yeah. Oh, so that's Saint Nicolaas.
2: Ah, Saint. Yeah.
1: Okay, I gotcha, you, got you,
2: yep. got you, It was I. Like, it started off as Saint Nicolaas mm-hmm. and then it just got truncated to Sinterklaas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Every year, the biggest festival, like I said, sixth of December, um, and that was when they started up the traditions in honor of the stories of Saint Nicholas. Like leaving their shoes by the fireplace or out the front door, and they'd fill it up with hay and carrots for Saint Nick's horse mm-hmm. to eat. And then when they'd get up in the morning, there'd be gifts and chocolates and coins and gold. Their so they shoes. could
1: sell the women.
2: Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes.
1: And ham made of children. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrific. I'm
2: already vegan, but I just need to be even more vegan. part <laughs> <I totally laughs> of that.
1: It's not going to stop me eating ham. Like I don't eat it on gefunch Day with my family because of their Islam, but I like bacon and ham and pork every other day of the year.
2: But good luck not thinking of small children next time you're having it.
1: Hmm.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I'm having some weird. Maybe I like it more. <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you how I go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can't wait to hear. This is where they start up the legend of St. Nick flying through the sky, riding this okay. single white horse, going from house to house to visit each family. Now this was Sort of a link to the traditional pagan belief in the Germanic and Nordic traditions that Odin, once a year, would fly through the sky on a horse and he would give out blessings for the coming year to people who were worthy. Yeah. And he'd give out curses to the people who'd been wicked. Yeah. And that sort of spanned across everyone, not just... Kids, but also Mm. grown ups. Um, But with St. Nicholas, the attention really honed in on it was the kids that were either going to be punished or rewarded, depending on how they'd behave throughout the
0: year.
1: So it is just a whole bunch of different countries and religions, beliefs, and rituals that kind of over the years have been meshed together. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe in a thousand years, internationally, Gefunch Day. Will be celebrated
2: i'd endorse that
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i
0: really would
2: um okay then we've mentioned the reformation mm-hmm. and the fact that that had a big big what, shift
1: what was the reformation is so, that when the protestants were like we hate the catholics and want to change everything
2: yeah well the protestants didn't exist oh, until wow. the reformation so in the 1500s that's when a guy called martin luther wrote this very long doctrine and
1: he's the one who was like henry make it the Church of England, no? Yes. Yeah,
2: Anglicanism came out of this a few years later. Yeah, Yeah. But this was when Protestantism came out of this. Yeah. Um,
1: Which I'm not entirely against the concept of what Martin Luther did back then. He was a guy who was against um, everything that the Catholic Church stood for, but he wasn't against God. mm -hmm. He just didn't like the way the Catholic Church went about things. And one of the things he didn't like, which I appreciate as well, is that the Catholic Church demanded that all Bibles, all sermons, everything be done in Latin. Mm. And he was like, why can't we make it like accessible, accessible. to everyone? Mm. Let's make it in English, which is exactly what just the gist is about. Yeah, Making things accessible to everyone. And that was one of his main things. And the Catholic Church was like, no, mm. sacrilege. And he was like, let's just make God a little bit easier to believe in. Yeah. And the Catholic Church was like, ew, no, mm. fancy men at the top only.
2: Yes. Um, because obviously only the elite spoke Latin, yeah, and so exactly. That was then their exclusive gateway to God. So he was the first person to uh, translate the Bible from Latin to German. Yeah, and he also had a massive problem with something that was really gross, where you could buy permission to commit a sin by purchasing an indulgence <laughs> from <laughs> Shut the church. Up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So all of the deadly sins, you, there was a price tag attached to each of them that you would, uh, ahead of time, uh, buy forgiveness before you'd even done the sin that you were planning to do. Yeah, what? I know.
1: It's <gasps> gross. Even murder. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm. Oh, so it's just like being a billionaire today.
2: That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you have the money, you can get away with anything. anything. And he didn't support any of that. Oh, good on him. And of course he ended up being excommunicated and, you know, there's mm. more than enough material there to do an episode of him yeah. one day on Just the Gist. But yeah, because of him, then you've got Protestants and Baptists and Lutherans emerging.
1: And didn't um, he also want to like... He, like, set a lot of Catholics on fire and he was pretty murderous and awful. Was I don't know if that was
2: that... his responsibility, but, yeah, yeah, lots of wars broke out between Protestants and Catholics. Yeah. Ultimately, a lot of countries in Europe ended up turning Protestant, yeah. including the Netherlands. And uh-huh. so they were told you were not allowed to celebrate class Day Sinterclass. Anymore
0: Yeah
2: um, You can't do the Feast of St Nicholas anymore mm-hmm. um, But of course everyone just took it inside yes. <laughs> And hid it away from the authorities And they kept all of the traditions alive From that point onwards Even mm-hmm. though they'd tried really, really hard To stamp them out Yeah And all of the things that they did keep doing as well They really toned down all the Catholic symbolism Mm. so that if they did get caught, then they wouldn't be quite as guilty.
1: Kind of makes it funner, TVA. Yes. I mean, can you tell I grew up Catholic and I have slight resentment?
2: (laughs) 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 I'm sure you're the only one,
0: (laughs) the only one who's scarred by a Catholic
2: upbringing. (laughs) So the Dutch kept having their St. Nicholas Day feast, but just doing it in private rather than doing it out in the town centre communally. Yeah. All across the rest of the world, they had to figure out what their alternative was going to be Mm -hmm. because they still wanted to have a feast, something to look forward to, especially in the long cold winter months. Christmas was not a big deal at that point at all. And Jesus' birth was not associated with the 25th of December at all. Wasn't because that, that is nowhere in the scriptures.
1: It's the winter solstice, yes? Isn't that what that originally yes.
2: was? So that was one big party in mm. the calendar for a lot of cultures. But it was not a gift-giving celebration. Right. And it definitely wasn't for the kids. Yeah. Because over the course of a few nights, people would just get rip-roaring drunk. And essentially ah. they were orgies um, that were there to hmm. honor the god Saturn. It was called the Saturnalia. Ah. Yeah. Okay,
0: cool.
2: Um and because people would be getting very excited about the fact that the shortest day of the year was approaching mm-hmm. the winter solstice and then once that had passed the days were going to get longer and you were on the home stretch to yeah. spring that's what people were celebrating and um, Saturnalia, like I said, it worships Saturn, which is the Roman version of the Greek Titan Kronos, mm-hmm. who is the father of time. And yeah. you know, when you see when we see death these days and it's the guy in the Holding black robe the with the scythe. scythe. Yeah. yeah, that was Kronos. Ah. Yeah, that's all borrowed imagery from there. I'm now getting into the point where I'm just telling you trivia. No, because but I think actually it's this is called cool
1: trivia, and it doesn't just I mean, doesn't it just make you realise that all religion is nonsense? Like mm. they oh, sorry, but <laughs> You're all just stealing each other's shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's all just stories.
2: I read something not that long ago, actually, where they said mythology is just a religion that's not yours.
1: Yes, right? Mm. I see Fifi just made a note when I said all religion is nonsense. I think he's a bit worried. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get in trouble. But, like, look, oh, look, believe what you want to believe. But it it seems to me that they're all just borrowing stuff from each other and, you know. Mm. Anyway, okay. <laughs> this Keep episode going. brought
2: to you by the Catholic Church.
1: <laughs> also, it's Christmas Day when people are listening to this.
0: <laughs> oh, dear.
2: Anyway, so yeah, th- that was a very sort of debauched celebration. Yes. So there was kind of a concerted effort to make to be made to redirect the family-style festival of St. Nicholas Day mm-hmm. into Christmas Day. That was the big thing that they were trying to push, but... Someone had to bring the kids their presents, and it ah. couldn't be Saint Nicholas anymore. So, in a few cultures, they came up with a few different workarounds. In England, they came up with Father Christmas,
1: mm-hmm. who was just. Can I ask the word Christmas? Yes. Why? Why would they like change it from Sinterklaas Day or to, to, from Saint Nicholas celebration to mm-hmm. Christmas?
2: Uh, they were considered separate celebrations but effectively you had to build up christmas so Why that you could was play christmas down christmas? christmas christ mass oh mass for christ
1: oh i should know that <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. okay i'm on
2: board i'm following because they decided okay we'll just move the birth date of jesus christ which is meant to be in September. We'll move it to when people Closer are already having the, the winter solstice yeah. celebration. We'll call it Christ Mass. Yeah. And that is when everyone is going to celebrate the birth of our Savior.
1: Ah, see. Okay, I get it. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: yeah. So Father Christmas, yeah. Christmas in England, he was sort of like uh, Pan and Dionysus from... Roman and Greek celebrations, Mm -hmm. which was easy for people to sort of recognise, and he wore a flower crown made out of holly and
1: long flowing
2: robes. So that's why we have our
1: wreaths now.
2: Yes, exactly. And
1: his robes were green. Yes. Lined
2: with fur, and he was a real party boy (gasps) as well. And some of the early depictions of him that I really love is he's wearing the robe and nothing underneath it. So it's just bare-chested, and he's got this... (gasps) Beard going, and he's a bit of a dilf. He sounds
1: like super campy and hot.
2: Very, very, very. Um, And he brought gifts for the kids, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, he was still allowing parents to get real blackout drunk for a few days. Perfect. Love it. He set the tone really nice for where we are today. Mm Over the years, he started to sort of merge more and more into this sort of Santa Claus-type appearance. So he got fatter, he mm-hmm. started wearing red outfits and started becoming more Is it true jolly. that the
1: red thing is because of the Coca-Cola company?
2: No, we'll talk about that. Okay. That's an urban legend. Okay, yeah, okay, Definitely okay. not true. So that was England's approach to it on their little island. Mm-hmm. Um, on mainland uh, Europe, particularly in the Germanic countries, they came up with Chris And so that was... The belief that Jesus Christ himself as a baby came to visit each house on Christmas Eve And he would have helpers with him that would be the ones Ooh. that would carry the gifts In some traditions he would also bring helpers that would whip or even kidnap the children who'd been, been naughty, naughty. Yes.
0: Oh.
2: Um, To help then separate baby Jesus from the Christkind In some traditions they actually had a separate child that came along with Jesus or sometimes they'd just keep it really simple and they would just tell their kids that the Chriskind was Jesus coming to visit when he was like eight years old and he had enough upper body strength to be able to
1: <laughs> just a, carry
2: the toys. A weird
1: freaky walking baby. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> uh,
2: which would be the second one that we've seen in yes. this weird story. So for a few centuries, kids were getting really excited that they were going to get presents from the Chriskind Chris on Christmas. Christmas, Christkind, and in some places they called it Christkindl, because that's a little diminution of, um, kind. And of course, then when this tradition moved over to the United States, Mm -hmm. people who only spoke English... Then sort of butchered it and turned it from Chris Kind into Chris, Chris Kringle. Chris Kringle. Yes. Yeah, I was say. yeah. And then over time, of course, that then merged into. Oh,
1: Dino liked that. Was that Dino or Fifi? One of the boys just went, Oh. Ah, learning. <laughs> we are
2: learning. Learning. Because <laughs> most people like me just thought Chris Kringle was another nickname yeah. for St. Nicholas for some strange reason. But, but it's but...
1: from Chris Kind to mm. Chris
0: Kindle Yes. To Chris Kringle. That's
2: right. And over the course of a few centuries, it went from being the baby Jesus with some weird furry assistant following him around the globe (laughs) to just morphing and joining into the myth of the big fat old man wearing a red outfit.
0: Mm.
2: Anywho, we'll go back to Holland for a moment um, because once they were allowed to start Celebrating Claus out in the open once again When it was no longer outlawed in the 1800s mm. The event had become a lot more secularised But it just boomed in popularity And they'd evolved the myth of St Nicholas From that point significantly um, So... As we find him in the 1800s, he now lives specifically in San Sebastian, Spain.
1: Oh, so not the North Pole, the opposite of that.
2: Correct. Ah, A much warmer climate, which I can appreciate. It kind of makes sense in a way because St. Nicholas was associated with most port cities around the Mediterranean because he could control the seas. So he was the patron saint that you would worship. And like I said earlier, that was kind of a continuation from the fact that they used to worship Um, Neptune and prior to that Poseidon Anyway, he would show up in Amsterdam every year On a steamboat specifically As a way of celebrating the fact that the Industrial Revolution Had happened Lovely And all of that really just came from one literary source So someone had written a poem We don't know who And it said in it Come to Amsterdam, St Nicholas then go to spain to get yourself some or- oranges and some pomegranates and that <laughs> somehow then translated into oh he must live in spain because he likes oranges mm. and pomegranates anyway
1: i also love that because of the industrial revolution they were like oh well he he goes around on a on a steamboat now mm-hmm. that's like us going he'll turn up in a tesla <laughs> Like, he'll go, he'll come, he'll turn up in an electric car because that's what we're plugging this year. Like, I love that they just change it when they feel like it.
2: He likes to keep up to date with the latest in technology innovation. (laughs) Now, here's where we get to the really gross racist part.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: So they figured that if he lived in Spain, that would then mean that, of course, his servants slash slaves would have to have dark skin. Mm -hmm. And so he had an assistant slash slave called Schwarze Pete which is Uh, Black Peter. Black
1: Peter. Yes. I remember this from Dwight Shute on The Office. Mm -hmm. Yes, Black Peter.
2: So Black Peter was Moorish, which was basically just a nonsense term used for anyone who was Muslim or Arab and had dark skin. And so when Sinterklaas would turn up, originally he had just one Schwarze Pete, but over the years he ended up with dozens of Schwarze Pete. And these were literally, and this happens to this day on the 6th of December, they turn up Mm. in blackface wearing ridiculous aristocratic clothing in Amsterdam. Yes, on a steamboat.
1: Yeah, they still do it, don't Mm -hmm. they? I remember a couple years ago on Twitter, someone posted a photo like, did you realize that in Amsterdam every year on Christmas Mm -hmm. people dress up in blackface? And there was like this outrage like, what? Mm. And everyone in Amsterdam was like, that was what we've always done. Yeah.
0: Oh, the no. Dutch
2: defend this really, really strongly. Mm. And the <laughs> defence that they have is that Schwarze Piet is only dark-skinned because of the fact he's gone up and down so many chimneys over the centuries that oh, the soot so is soot. what's dyed his skin.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: but what about his big red lips that I've seen <laughs> in so, and big white eyes that I've seen in so many cartoons?
2: It's so wrong. Oh, it's so, it's so, so wrong. 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 Yes. Yeah, it's gross. I know we shouldn't judge other cultures, but it mm. really... Really does but. not sit well With me at all Anyway Sinterklaas Still huge In Holland To this day mm-hmm. Bigger than Christmas Day On the 6th of December Every year Now A lot of us Would know That the Dutch Were some of the first To help colonise The United States mm-hmm. And for The, the or 40 something years New York was called New Amsterdam yep. And there were hundreds of thousands of people who moved From Holland to the US at that point The US did then go on To become this massive melting pot That brought together people from so many different Countries, especially The English, the Germans, the Dutch And quite a few Swedish As mm-hmm. well, and all of their different cultures started To merge uh, But
1: still just like There's a whole lot of white people
2: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> With their slaves.
1: With their... Uh, schwarze,
2: schwarze Piet.
1: Schwarze Piet.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just
1: think it's funny. It's like it's a melting pot of cultures. It's like when <laughs> someone so says, different. like, I can't be racist because I have German, Dutch, English, and <laughs> Swedish ancestry. And it's like, mm, let's have a chat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm 6% Polish, yeah. <laughs> so I understand multiculturalism.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: exactly. Uh, anyway, Christmas wasn't really celebrated that much over in the New World, mm-hmm. and some people celebrated Santa Claus.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but the Puritans actually really didn't support any celebrations, and the Puritans because it was lot of pagan control. and
1: scary, right? It yeah. was like. Any celebrations based on nature made them nervous. Is that...
2: Any celebration, full stop. The Puritans (laughs) didn't want you to enjoy anything. Sex, alcohol... Explain a
1: Puritan to people.
2: uh, Well, pure is sort of the best word to use to describe them. They wanted to keep themselves totally pure, never commit any sort of sin, and they sort of considered any sort of pleasure or self-indulgent as being sinful.
1: And this, the Puritan movement... Um, was huge in the early days of uh, America, of like what was then called, I guess. New England. Yeah, New England, the Americas, whatever they called it. Mm. Um, Puritanism was a huge thing and it was just, it's kind of what led to things like the Salem Witch Trials and all that. Mm -hmm. It was just people who were like, don't have any fun ever and any time you smile it makes God cry.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, deeply, deeply, deeply religious, mm. scared of everything yeah, um, And wanted to be the ones in control of yeah. everything as well So even though, I mean, the English took control of the area that was New Holland Yeah uh, Became New England, New Amsterdam, became New York when the yeah. English took over And of course the English Puritans just wanted to control the Dutch who were there and everyone else who was around. So there were almost no celebrations. But then in the early 1800s, there was this group of really snobby white elite writers mm-hmm. who wanted to do their best to try to improve New York culture Yeah, because they, as wealthy landowners, did mm-hmm. not like the fact that every year brought in more and more and more riffraff to the continent and they were starting to see more and more and more debauchery, especially as more people were coming from Ireland mm. who were been coming along and they were celebrating the Christmas season in the traditional Father Christmasy sort of way and yeah. Saturnalia sort of way of let's get blotto for a few days. Yes. <laughs> so they wanted to find a way that they could bring back some family values mm-hmm. to the celebration. So they started publishing these stories and poems about the good old days in New York and what it Used to be like around these parts in um, magazines and books that were called the Knickerbocker. Have you mm, heard of this mm-mm. before? So a Knickerbocker was kind of a, a affectionate term for someone who lived on Manhattan Island.
1: Oh, so is that where the New York Nick, Knickerbockers comes yes. from? Yes, ah, and which they is play New York Knicks
2: baseball, basketball. Ah, uh, basketball, basketball, basketball.
1: <laughs> Phoebe doesn't golf. know golf, <laughs> um, basketball. The New York, Knicks? New York Knicks, that's
2: basketball. Knickerbockers, yeah. Ah.
1: And that all stemmed
2: from, they came up with this idea of- And
1: around, sorry, what year is this again? 18? This is
2: in the early 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. And in these poems, they would start to describe more and more of the traditions around Sinterklaas. And they Mm. would also introduce and invent traditions that had never actually existed, but that they really liked the idea of people in New York celebrating and so story after story and poem after poem they were adding more and more and more detail about saint nicholas yeah whose name eventually did evolve into a sort of anglicized version of santa claus Mm, Um,
1: santa claus
2: santa claus
1: santa claus yes there we go
2: that's right they just sort of went with the phonetics yeah it must be confusing for people who speak spanish because santa is what you would say for a female saint
0: so ah, for so them like it should Santa. be Santa
2: Claus.
1: Yeah, right. Or
2: Santo Claus.
1: Maybe they do say Santo Claus. Maybe. Yeah. Actually,
2: no, they don't worship Santa Claus. Oh. I'm going to go down a little rabbit hole here and tell you. Do so it. in Spain. Yeah,
1: you know things.
2: In Spain, I don't think I would enjoy this celebration at all. Mm. They worship the three wise men. And mm. that, I kind of like the imagery there. The, the three wise men, one was from... Um, Asia, one was from Europe and one was from Africa, Mm -hmm. and they united to join in this celebration. That's nice. Mm. I don't love that it was actually kind of a way of saying Christianity is going to dominate all three of the continents that we know oh, at right. the moment.
1: Oh, we're letting you in because we're going to colonize That's you. Right. Yes, sure. Okay. Yep.
2: Um, but their big celebration in Spain is a huge parade where the three wise men arrive by boat mm-hmm. and then they ride camels throughout the city. Mm-hmm. This is the bit that I find really gross. In order to bless your child for the year, you pass your child up to one, two, or three. A random of the three man wise on a goat. Men, a random man on a camel. Oh, sorry, camel. <laughs> and they kiss the child on the lips. Ew. I'm sure that's not going to happen in 2020 in the era of COVID-19. I'm sure it still but will. It still was gross when you look at footage of it when it used to happen. While all that is going on, their little helpers who are wearing turbans, thankfully not blackface, but mm, they're all wearing okay, turbans still, and exotic yes. outfits. They're using ladders to climb up into people's open windows. And when they go inside, they can either deliver a treat and give you a present mm-hmm. or they can do something to trick you, like drop an egg on right. the floor. Trick
1: or treat. Exactly. Ah. Yeah. So this happens to this day? Yeah. People climb up into your window? Yeah. Oh, wowzers. And
2: you leave the window open and it's a big sort of street festival in the big cities <laughs> throughout Spain. Okay,
1: cool.
0: Yeah.
2: Fascinating. Hmm. Yeah, so they don't really pay attention to Santa Claus, so they probably don't really care about mm. their um, naming conventions for him.
1: I'm learning so <laughs> many interesting things.
2: <laughs> I was blown away with, the, and I honestly, this was such superficial research. As no, well. but it's so, so great. More.
1: Like, yeah, and I love that. Like, we're dropping this on Christmas Day, so depending on when you're listening, you can go and have lunch right now and just tell mm. your family some really cool shit.
2: Because mm. God knows, oh, sometimes you run out of conversation <laughs> you starters. Really
1: do. And oh. you need to shut up Uncle Baz, who won't stop talking about, you know, how Lebanese people are going to blow up the Harbour Bridge and God. Oh. So you, you, need some, you need some different topics.
2: Uh, my prediction this year, there's going to be lots of discussion about the China problem.
1: Ah, the China problem. Oh, yes, mm. the uh, Wuhan virus.
2: The Wuhan virus, but also the trade deals.
1: trade deals. You know? The trade deals. Australia
2: was just being Australia. Yeah. And they're punishing us for that.
1: Yeah, it's oh. not fair. Not fair at all. <sighs> also, I've been I've been reading about this thing called Q. I want to talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> if the if the word Q, Q on Q anything comes up, just start dropping Santa Claus facts.
2: Yes. <laughs> just shut it down as quickly as you can because no good can come about. No that. good. Oh, All right, so these Knickerbocker writers, Mm. particularly a guy called Washington Irving, they were writing these stories about St. Nicholas. He started off riding one horse. Then he was riding a goat because that tapped into some of the Swedish traditions. Um, And then he was riding a Wagon and then a sleigh that were led by one reindeer. And he started off wearing green, then he was wearing brown for a while, and then he was wearing red, and then he was wearing blue. So they tried out a few different things. So it was just a natural
1: progression of what people liked. It was yeah. market research.
2: Exactly. Yes. Let's find out what resonates the most. Yeah. From the beginning, people loved the idea of him smoking a pipe. Mm -hmm. They loved the idea of him having a long white beard. Mm -hmm. Um, And they quite liked the idea still that St. Nicholas would come around and he would deliver gifts to the good kids and punishments to the bad Mm. kids because they needed something to help keep their kids in line all year You always
1: need to tell your kids they're going to get XYZ punishment for being naughty. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know there's a phone number you can call? And I'm sure so many people listening know this, (laughs) but because you have no interest in children, you don't know. Mm. There's a phone number you can call and um, it's like a bot, I guess. And so it calls back Mm. and then it calls back and you put your kid on the phone and he's like, hello, this is Santa Claus. (laughs) And it's like this weird little recording where they talk to your kid and it's Santa and it tells you like, have you been naughty? And and the the kid's like, (gasps) and then it's like, press two if you've been good. And then they press two and it's like, I'm going to give you a present. Say what you want into the phone now and then the kid says it and Santa's like I will bring you that and like <laughs> Rhiannon used it on Alira so many times and Alira was just like I talked to Santa so it really does keep them in line. <gasps>
2: it was such powerful motivation. Mm, yes. Anytime my parents threatened all the way up to the age of oh, yeah. 11 Santa that, won't come. Oh yeah. And there was a that was a fate worse than death. Mm. mm.
1: Oh, I love that you believed it up to 11. Yeah. I was like, I know he'll come because you drink too much, so you're going to give me presents no matter what. (laughs) You
2: had the system figured out. I was ahead of
1: the game. (laughs) Says the girl holding a glass of wine while we're recording.
2: (laughs) History does Uh, like to repeat itself. How
1: dare you? (laughs) Please.
2: Hey, I'm not absolving myself
1: Okay, mm. let's keep going
2: Alright, major turning point uh, Twas the night before Christmas
0: mm-hmm.
2: So a poem was published and it was actually called A Visit from St. Nicholas mm-hmm. These days, of course, we know it as Twas the night, the night before, before Christmas. Christmas No one knew who had written it And no one came forward to say I wrote it for a decade
1: It was Ghislaine Maxwell <laughs> That's what, that's every, every single thing that happens this year who we don't know who it was. It was Ghislaine.
2: Well, before Ghislaine could step forward (laughs) and say that it was her, a guy called Clement Clark Moore ended Mm -hmm. up stepping forward and saying, it was me who wrote it. And there are some people who dispute it, but of course it did become very, very, very popular. And Mm. many of us can probably still recite it just from memory.
1: It was the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse.
2: The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas Nicholas soon would would be be there. there. Yeah, there we go. Everyone knows it. So that's where a lot of details were put in place for the very first time, and they just stuck from that point on. So whoever made up that poem,
1: kind of, because they made it up at a time where things were in print and Mm -hmm. things were able to be widely disseminated. Yeah. That kind of became canon. That's
2: right. Yeah.
1: Interesting. So he
2: was the first person to describe St. Nicholas as being fat and having a round belly that shook like a bowl full of jelly. Like
1: a bowl full of jelly.
2: First person to describe him as laughing maniacally and having twinkling eyes and having red cheeks and a red nose from Mm -hmm. centuries of alcohol abuse.
1: (laughs) Or flying through the snow.
2: That had already come. So the flying thing was there from the very beginning. No, but I'm saying
1: being cold would give you red cheeks and a red nose.
2: Oh, I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, (laughs) that that checks.
1: Um, Wow. So this person just wrote the poem at the right time Mm -hmm. that it became the thing that people turn Um, to.
2: There were a couple of things that didn't stick from the poem. So he's described as being a very small elf. Who's got oh. a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer?
1: No, no, we don't like that.
2: No. No. Um, so people said, mm, we'd actually prefer it if it was just a full size human. So mysteriously, the next can dress year. up as him.
1: <laughs> the yeah. poem had changed. Mm-hmm. I love this. Mm. Yeah.
2: The poem didn't change at all. Oh. Yeah, it still has in there eight tiny reindeer. Oh. Yeah, it's just really? everyone sort of overlooks that part oh, as well. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I understand. Like watching the news. Yeah. If you don't like something, <laughs> I get it. Like Trump in the election. <laughs> just no, block I won. It up
2: one lock it out yeah. denial he quickly became a full-size man mostly because he started appearing in illustrations mm. and some of his first appearances were actually in political comics that were drawn by a guy called Thomas Nast who drew illustrations for Harper's Weekly mm. and the first time that he drew Santa Claus it was it still is one of the sort of most widely cited um, depictions of Santa from history. Mm. And it was actually more war propaganda than anything else. It was 1863. Yeah. And this was published on the 4th of January. The Civil War was going on. Yeah. And so Santa Claus was shown giving out gifts to Union soldiers as a way of showing Santa is on the side of the Union fighting Ooh. against the Federacy. And he was wearing a jacket that was covered So that means, st- like,
1: kind of Santa wasn't a racist. That's right. Or a little.
2: This one. Yeah, this version this one. of Santa. Yeah, okay. yeah, Yeah. Less racist, maybe.
1: Well, yes. I should explain. The Union was against slavery. Mm. The Federacy wanted to keep slavery, mm-hmm. which was one of the major issues of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. I know things. Miss Brady, <laughs> year 10 history. I remember. Okay. Thanks, Miss Brady.
2: So he was wearing a jacket that was blue with white stars all over it and <gasps> pants that were red and white striped.
1: Oh, was, so that's like American. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's
2: wearing the Union flag. Yes. And there's a big celebration with all the soldiers going on and mm-hmm. Santa is actually shown playing with a puppet, but the puppet is actually him hanging the Confederate president oh, with a Jesus. noose.
1: <laughs> okay. Ooh, <laughs> like, okay.
2: It's dark. This is not a Just comic for the kids.
1: Deliver the presents and leave. <laughs> Don't kill people. If you can
2: help it. So the Union were using Santa as a political yeah, tool propaganda. in their propaganda. So then, of course, the Confederacy started doing the same thing. Also,
1: are there racist Santa posters?
2: They didn't use Santa. Instead, they said the Union killed Santa oh, no! or kidnapped Santa. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just thought
1: they'd be like, here's Santa with his black slaves. No, mm -mm, they killed him. Yeah. Oh, yikes. They
2: said the Yankees killed Santa Claus and Christmas is (gasps) cancelled.
1: Sorry, kids. Mm. Oh, no. (laughs) Such a
2: grim part of their history. Um, Don't
1: you feel like it's possible Donald Trump will do that this year? Like when he finally concedes, he'll get up and he'll do a speech and he'll go, I just want all the kids to know. That Santa wanted me to win, so then he killed himself, <laughs> and Christmas is done. And then he just storms off stage.
2: Carmela <laughs> killed Christmas.
1: Yes, yeah, Carmela <laughs> killed Christmas. Carmela <laughs> killed Christmas. I mean, it's November, what, 25? So this could happen in the next month. Just saying. <laughs> the world's oh. gone topsy turvy. Yep.
2: But, hey, he wouldn't be the first and probably won't be the last person to use Santa as a political tool, which Thomas Nast kept doing. He kept drawing Santa Claus and he was... For a few decades, the authority when it came to depicting Santa Claus
1: kind of decided what he looked like, I guess. Yeah,
2: exactly. Originally, once he stopped dressing him in the Union flag, Mm -hmm. he started dressing him in a brown and white outfit, which then eventually evolved into red when it was more affordable for them to use red
1: ink. Yeah, I was going to ask does it have to do with printing that they waited and then as soon as they could afford it, they made it red?
0: Yeah.
2: (sighs) So then from the 1890s onwards mm-hmm. that's when we started to see Salvation Army Santas dressing up and um collecting change and donations on ringing street a bill corners. On the street, yeah. yeah. That started in New York and then sort of spread across the rest of the United States. And at almost the exact same time the commercial version of that started to appear so department store and mall Santas mm-hmm. started to appear as a draw card to get families to come in. And shop in certain locations And their look was always slightly different But they had the white beard And they had the red suit with the fur trimming on it In the late 1800s is when Mrs Claus was invented (gasps) Because people started asking questions About a bit of a backstory here And
1: also because he seemed super camp So it's like, quickly, make him straight
2: (laughs) Get him a beard No, (laughs) not that beard
0: (laughs) A woman beard (laughs) Yes. Um, yes. And
2: they probably didn't like the idea of a single man no, climbing don't into like the home. It. So a single
1: man whose life is devoted to small children. Yeah, that's a bit
2: mm. off. Tastes wrong. Yeah,
1: taste, yeah. taste, dodgy. Mm. Okay.
2: Yeah. So Mrs. Claus came along, and she started appearing in some fictional works.
1: And she's a very a a very homely woman. Mm. Yes. It always seemed like Mrs. Claus was 80 years old.
2: She was like the pure definition of a late 1800s housewife and what she should be because she just stayed at home. Yeah. She took care of the domestic duties in the North Pole. She looked after the elves, which mm. were their sort of surrogate children in a way, mm. and Santa got all the glory.
0: Yes. She just got
2: to kiss him on the cheek goodbye and then just stay home and hear how it went when he and got And she back.
1: looks like if she wasn't Mrs. Claus... Like if she was a real human lady, her name would be like Mrs. Butterworth. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. she just looks, you know, kinda dumpy and yeah. housewifey and
2: lovable though. I like love her first name would be
1: Rosie. Characters like that are always called fucking <laughs> Rosie. <laughs> Old jolly women are always called Rosie.
2: Something <laughs> <laughs> for you to look forward to. Yay. Um, <clears throat> 1927. that yes. was the moment when Santa's look was standardized. It was always bl- red and white, and there was no deviation from that. But there did was still a bit decide? of creativity from there because he started appearing in advertising.
1: From ah, that point so it onwards. had to be this is what Santa looks like. That's right. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: So creative license that had been taken with the style of hat that he wore. And the style of jacket that he wore All of that was put aside This is what Santa needs to look like Because kids need to recognise him There can't be these little differences That have kids questioning Whether this is legitimate or not He always has to be fat He's got to have the big black belt He's got to have the boots Mm -hmm. He's got to have the sack All of that sort of stuff A lot of people do credit Coca-Cola with coming up with the traditional Santa look because he's wearing their corporate colours. Their colours, yeah. And the white. But But this
1: is not true. This is the
2: other way around.
1: Explain. So everybody thinks this is true. Yes. Yeah.
2: Like I said, 1927, it was locked in place then. Santa didn't appear in a Coca-Cola ad until 1930.
1: Three years later.
2: That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Coke and not stupid, they realised This icon is already wearing Our colours, mm-hmm. we need to Make him our mascot Plus, they also needed to find a way To sell more Coke in the winter season Because obviously people are Buying cold fizzy drinks in, in the summer, summer But when it's freezing cold Outside, you don't necessarily want something That's effervescent and refreshing, you want something That's going to be warming mm. So they decided that they were going to find a way to tie Coca-Cola to the holidays mm-hmm. And to Festivities in general. The very first ad that appeared was a painting of a mall Santa who was taking a break during his shift in the middle of a busy department store in, Mm -hmm. (laughs) of all places, St. Louis. Ah,
0: St. Louis! (laughs) Um,
2: And it was a really successful campaign. So they decided, all right, we're going to start featuring Santa much more prominently, but we don't want to have a painting of a Man dressed up as Santa Mm. Playing a part We want the real Santa Yeah So they hired Who
1: exists Mm -hmm. Kids Jeez If your kids have been listening This whole time Then (laughs) Too late
2: (laughs) Good luck to you From this point (laughs) onwards Um, They hired this guy Called Haddon Sunbloom to paint the real Santa. Mm. He used his friend as a model because he was fat and old. Mm-hmm. And so it's his friend yeah. who's just a retired salesman got to then become
1: the most Santa iconic Claus. famous face of all time. That's right. Wow. Yeah.
2: And the works of art that he did, they're actual proper intricate oil paintings that he spent hours and days working on. Of his friend? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Wow, that's
2: nuts And they became really, really popular And they started using them in merchandise So this is one of the first times that you've got a corporate brand That starts producing things like posters and calendars And toys for kids um, Which became a really important part of their business model going forward People were obsessive about these images and paid really close attention And there was a big scandal one year Because accidentally Sandblom had drawn Santa, painted Santa And he didn't have a wedding ring on And so everyone Uh. was writing into Coca-Cola saying Have they divorced? What's going on? They can't have split Tell me it isn't so um." Should I let
1: him around my children? (laughs) Because being married is a surefire sign You're not abusive (laughs) (laughs) <gasps> oh,
2: so they had to frantically send out these messages to the public saying, "No, everything's fine. Santa and Mrs. Claus still oh together. My Just God. Um, he took off his ring to do the washing up one day, as if he'd ever do any domestic. Yeah, I know. Not the washing up
0: <laughs> <laughs> to
1: jerk off, maybe." <laughs> uh,
2: Um, And then in 1942, he got a little sidekick called Sprite Boy. And Mm. Sprite Boy was a little elf who Mm. would travel around with Santa and help him with distributing the gifts. And Sprite Boy had a very specific message to deliver, which was, when you order a Coke, make sure you're getting real Coca-Cola. In a restaurant, don't let yes. them bring you just a glass of sparkling brown stuff. Make sure it's Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. And he stuck around for about twenty years.
1: Did they call him Sprite Boy because they were already selling Sprite, or did they name Sprite after him?
2: Second one.
0: Ah, yes. so
2: they sort of retired Sprite Boy, and then they brought out Sprite a couple of years after when they were hoping people had He's forgotten. He's gone, that he'd and existed. now
1: you're drinking his liquefied body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If you are someone who is drinking Sprite and eating ham on this holly jolly Christmas day, please send us a message and send us a photo of you doing so.
1: This is a lucicept we've done all year. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny. Okay. Yeah, well,
2: um, maybe the Cats episode. Maybe the Cats this,
1: episode was also, mm. yeah, that was pretty. Oh, and also our awards acceptance speech. That was.
2: Shush. <laughs> <laughs> Let's never speak of that again. Um, anyway, Sam Blom's, his images, they're so iconic and mm. so valuable. There are some in the Louvre in Paris. Yeah. They're no,
1: I'm. I can picture it in my mind right now, the close-up of the face and the, yeah, I know exactly the images you're talking about. Mm. Yeah.
2: So... Coca-Cola doesn't pretend that they created the look of Santa. Mm. They definitely, though, took it, ran with it, and really propagated it yeah. throughout the world. And Santa's image, of course, we know that it's been in lots of TV shows, lots of movies, etc. It's great for you to know, and you might like to Google this, and I'll probably post some images. Santa was used as a really important political propaganda tool, once again, in World War I and World War II. <gasps> Explain.
1: Yes. I need to hear this.
2: There were images of... Santa Claus wearing a GI Joe outfit. So picture that, like
0: helmet, yes. <laughs>
2: carrying a rifle, and the headline above it is "Santa has gone to war." <laughs> and Santa, in another poster, is flying along in the sky, saying "Merry Christmas to all and to all a good fight."
0: Oh yes. no
2: because they really needed people to buy war bonds which was a way yeah. of sort of giving to money the to the government so they could buy weapons take them over to the soldiers yeah. so there were images of Santa with sacks full of guns and grenades that he was taking over Santa. to the soldiers he which you could fund
1: Got so corrupted so easily
2: Mm. yeah. But it just goes to show He was that powerful a tool mm. That they would use him for something like that He was like this really well Respected and revered figure Mm -hmm. Plus it's also a really good way to sort of Tap into the kiddies So the kids are then telling the parents You should buy war bonds because Santa Says so Uh Um, So how effective that was I do not know But it is kind of a dark part of his history and, of course, then while Santa was very much a United States invention, mm-hmm. of course he has bled out throughout the world and the ways that he's been interpreted around the world I think are fantastic. Mm. One of my favourites is what they've done with him in Japan and the sort of cult that they've created around Santa Claus there. Explain. One of my favourite traditions that they have there is to treat the colonel from KFC as Santa Claus. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. That's like an intersection of all my truest loves. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it.
2: Marketing Uh, genius because the corporate colours work and you've already got a chubby man with white hair and a beard. So every year in Japan they dress the Colonel up as Santa Claus. They have special holiday packaging and special holiday meal deals and the traditional Japanese Christmas dish for a lot of people is Kentucky (gasps) Fried Chicken.
1: I want to go to there.
2: (laughs) You have to look it up. The images are phenomenal. It's so great. It is so, so great.
1: I want to go to there. (gasps) (gasps) Oh, my God. That's amazing.
2: While there are still other countries that just go, that is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard, and I do not want a part of it. The Dutch, by the way, still... Um, celebrate Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas? Santa yes. Sinterklaas. On the 6th or
1: on, on the, the 25th? The sixth. Okay, yeah, on the 6th. That's sixth. a much bigger yeah.
2: day there. So a lot of countries have held on to their traditional mm. beliefs, but a lot of countries have picked up Santa and run As with him. As a
1: commercial enterprise, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. I mean, I know when my sisters and I uh, were adults and we finally were the ones running Christmas, we sort of came up with this tradition where we would wake up We'd Go to McDonald's drive through to get breakfast, then we'd come back, mm. we'd all open presents in our pajamas. Um, we'd make a roast because that's what we were raised doing, so usually Rhiannon would do it because mm. please me, and um, and then we'd eat a lot and then fall asleep by 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what we did, and then you know. Rhiannon married into a Muslim family, so then we were just like, "Well, we'll do it the day before, and we'll call it Gafunch and do all the same things." Okay.
2: And you know what? I actually think that is the true original meaning of Christmas.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> eat a lot to the point where you pass out. Yes. Was basically just how hang this out was with celebrated. your family
1: and eat food.
2: That's right. Yeah.
1: That's it, man.
2: Just before we wrap up, I want to tell you. I think you would remember this story, but I'll tell the gistners, the time I almost killed a Santa. This was when I was the visual merchandise manager at Maya. You have
1: not told me this. I'm
2: sure I have. This used to haunt me. I felt so guilty about it. Now I just think it's hilarious.
1: You haven't, well, you weren't, what, you haven't worked at Maya for over a decade. So when was
2: this? Oh, this would have been 2006 or seven. Oh my God, please tell
1: me what happened.
2: So I was in charge of helping to organize the Santa Claus parade, which started off down at Terrigal Beach Mm -hmm. with one Santa. And then he had to make his way all the way up to Erin Affair, which is a fair distance. Mm, And of course, it's in the height of summer by the beach. Get up to the Erin Affair shopping center, do a big walking tour around there. Yeah. Hand over to the next Santa, who would then complete the journey Mm -hmm. wearing. All the padding and also, the Also, Santa's heavy suit. Oh, yeah. Oh, walking around, tough. greeting a lot of people for a number of hours. So, mm. of course, it was split up into two shifts. Yeah. And there was meant to be a switcheroo that would happen, yes, yes, which yes. the kids wouldn't notice. Yeah. But uh, I wasn't paying attention to the emails well enough to tell Santa number two the right time for him to turn up. <sighs> and so he wasn't there in costume when Santa One came backstage. And so Santa, so Santa One had to
1: take one for the team. He had to
2: keep going. Mm. And his temperature was enormous by the end and he was... Did
1: you give Santa One heat stroke? He
2: was so close. <gasps> he was not well at Jake all. Jacob
1: Williams Stanley! You almost killed Santa! <laughs> and I
2: felt so, so, so bad about it. You can imagine how much I was <gasps> cringing. Um, in my defence... They had changed the times and hadn't made that clear enough in an mm. email that they had sent through. I was also twenty years old and yes. given far too much yeah, responsibility. Yeah, I was going to say, in to your defence, is age. that
1: it's a major corporation and you were a kid, and it should not be your responsibility anyway. Yes. Yeah
2: and good on Santa One for just taking it for the team and just smiling his way through something oh, even no. though he was actually dying inside and um
1: he <laughs> had probably to get
2: urgent medical attention when he finally came off his throne. He
1: probably literally lost 10 kilos just in sweat <laughs> by the end of the day. Can you imagine being in that suit and walking and walking and walking and oh my goodness.
2: I hope he's okay. I hope he's still with us.
1: So that's it then. Santa started where it started and it ended with you nearly killing him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to find a way to sort of work in some of the anti Santas.
1: Oh, tell me, it please. It doesn't really
2: fit organically with the no, flow. Just but like we mentioned, in. Belschnickel.
1: Belschnickel. So
2: Belschnickel emerged in Germany and Belschnickel comes from like Fur Nicholas. Pels is German for Fur. Mm-hmm. Nickel was a. Truncated name for Nicholas mm-hmm. um, And he would go around Wearing a long fur coat Tied up with rope And the big furry hat Yes Dwight Schrute Very, very closely Recreated this yeah. Based on tradition And he had this really Super creepily long tongue Yes That he would use To help him investigate Who'd been impish And who'd been admirable
1: Have you been impish? <laughs> Have you been admirable? <laughs> I declare you're Impish
2: (laughs) And if they were impish What would he do?
1: He would give them a Splap With the thingy He
2: would whip whip them With his switch
1: With the switch Yes Um, Which is like a stick Yes Yeah
2: um, in some traditions, he has a full, long, proper crack Oh, no. Whip. Um, and in some traditions as well, he would carry around a basket and he would kidnap you if you'd been no. particularly <laughs> bad. And
1: do what with you? Just drop you off at the Catholic Church. You'd
2: never be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> Take you down to the butcher, cut you off and turn you into ham. Um, actually, just going back to the... Schwarzer Pete tradition mm. So that was one of the threats That they used for the kids as well If you were bad Schwarzer Pete would take you back To San Sebastian On their steamboat And mm. you'd have to be a slave In Spain for a year to If you priests. weren't good <laughs> oh. Well isn't it I mean he's yeah. a
1: saint and mm. That's just oh, Okay There you go Sure
2: Leaving that there yeah. as well And also in Austrian tradition, they had Krampus, and they still practice this they tradition still have today. Krampus. Yeah, I remember yeah. doing a
1: uni assignment on Krampus.
2: Mm. Do you want to tell us? No, you go. So people still dress up in, like, Chewbacca suits yeah. covered in long fur with yeah, these yeah, massive, yeah. long, terrifying horns. Um, he and- kind
1: of looks like um, when you see, like, cartoons of the devil. Like, yes, yeah, exactly. With the horns yeah. and he looks kind of beastish, yeah. but human beastish. Yeah. yeah.
2: Looks like a demon. Yeah. And if St. Nicholas was the good cop, Krampus was the bad cop. Yeah. But their holidays are on separate days. And the Krampus Festival, they'd go around and they actually play act out kidnapping Children and <laughs> pretending to beat children up On the streets <laughs> As part of this festival And it's just all good fun It's all for good For the parents fun. And for the kids To just stand around And watch kids be tortured But again It was another way Of just keeping kids In, in line, line Throughout the year
1: Which um, is funny Because the one They should be wary of Is the elderly man Involved with Catholicism But instead <laughs>
2: <laughs> That is so true They're just trying to Deflect, <laughs> yes. deflect, deflect Yeah, The devil over here not this guy Mm -hmm. in the shiny robes yes
0: Mm. yes
2: so there we go Um, lots to unpack there about Santa
1: was so great (laughs) I just feel like I learned 10,000 cool things that was really good
2: (gasps) Christmas conversations sorted
1: yeah shut up Uncle Baz (laughs) about Muslims and Chinese people and QAnon here's some cool facts about Sinterklaas yes And that was just the gist of Santa Claus, Santa Claus, (laughs) yes, Santa Claus, etc. Don't forget to tune in on New Year's Day of 2022. Oh my lord! Mm. Did you know I'm only one year off? (gasps) I'm one year off my 20 year high school reunion. Are you? Is yours now?
2: Oh God, mine's going to be
1: next year Yeah, because yeah. you were ahead of me in high school Your 20-year oh. reunion's next year uh. oh. <laughs> I didn't even go to my 10 I don't did care. I? I'm not interested No But it is just a time kind of signpost, isn't it?
2: Oh, that hit me really hard
1: Oh, Sorry wow. Mine's 2023 <sighs> oh.
2: Someone pointed out the other day That when you say 2022 out loud It's like, it's 2020 T-O-O 2022. As in like, it's another 2020.
1: Yeah, but 2021 was already 2022. Mm. So 2022 is just 2021. 2020 times three. Mm. You no? Know? Anyway. We're losing our minds. Obviously. We're crawling to the finish line. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening and tune in on New Year's Day. Um, love you all.
2: Bye. Bye. Listener.